You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. All right. Welcome everybody to the 9to5 Entertainment System, episode 132. What do we talk about? Scott! We talk about Westworld with a bunch of spoilers. We talk about Preacher. We talk about Dusty Boots Hard Root Beer. Official sponsor. Once was. (laughs) Uh, We talk about You're the Worst Season 3 with lots of spoilers. We talk about Riverdale and how Keith is broken. And lots of spoilers. We talk about Lucha Underground. John. We talk about Beast of the East 2017. We talk about Edmonton 6-0 for a very short period of time. We talk about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Scott gets a psychology super burn, Mask of Zorro, Zootopia, and Office Space. All this and more on the 9 to 5 Entertainment System. Or smash, even smash in the lights and be like, yeah. Even if it's just $25 that comes off of the top, <laughs> that might be worth a little bit of mayhem. You it know? might be kind of fun. Yes. Yeah, so that's the 90s, everybody. My car broke down. I don't have a car anymore. It's very sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, so we're going to we're gonna get a new car maybe in the fall or something. Cause you take the summer off and see what happens. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's because like, we, we have some of the new furniture financed. Mm-hmm. So like our, like our we have like monthly money that's going paying off the TV and some of the furniture. And then sure. like, that'll be paid off come like November. It's very domestic. Right? But I mean, like also, I don't super need a car. We have car to go here in Montreal. <laughs> it's like... My dad has an extra car that I could borrow if I need it for like a road trip or something. Like, totally. Like, <laughs> you can muscle, get by very car. well. Yeah. Huh? Pony car. Pony car. Does he have like a big old like Mustang or? Yeah, you wouldn't let me drive those though. That's that. That'd be he crazy. He wouldn't let me drive those. No, he would You're let a me. Grown put- ass man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, okay, spe- okay, specifically, he wouldn't let me park those in the city. That's like wow. actually. That's actually like, like I and I don't blame a man. I was like parking on the street. Some guy like dings your freaking car. Or, like yeah, some yeah. kid on a bike like bumps it off. Like these are. I saw Ferris Bueller. You give the guy a fiver. He takes good care of he it. He takes great care of it. Then <laughs> <laughs> you just put it in reverse. Yeah, exactly. Like, like literally, my dad was talking about like borrow. I was like talking about borrowing one of his crappy SUVs. And holy shit, Keith is Cameron. Huh? <laughs> we can't yeah. take it. <laughs> <car. laughs> he's Cameron. He loves my that dad car loves more car. than he loves my mom. <laughs> He doesn't drive it. He just wipes it with a diaper. <laughs> <laughs> no, my dad drives his cars, but he was like, like literally just talking about, he's like one of the, uh, like the Mitsubishi Outlander or whatever that he has. And he's like, you know, he's like, I've had, had that truck for like 10 years. There's no scratches on it and whatever. And he's like, as soon as you park it downtown, you're going to, someone's going to back into you and someone's whatever. Like he's like paranoid about the truck. So you can imagine like the limited edition Mustang, yeah. whatever. It's like not a thing. Like he doesn't even drive it down here when he comes visiting. Usually like Crazy. he'll take the truck. So. You just, isn't this the Who place do you to love? Do it? You love a car. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, after my mom passed away. <laughs> it's like, no. I've it's seen pretty that much. On don't Google that. It's kind of like Carrie. Don't. <laughs> he, I, don't dad. Google it. No, wait. Or was it Christine? Christine. It was Christine. That's yeah, yeah. Carrie. Yeah. Carrie is bucket of blood. Carrie goes right. to prom. Right. It could be like Christine and Carrie. Yeah. Like I remember. I remember one time. <laughs> Car goes to prom and gets teased a lot. <laughs> <laughs> In the shower <laughs> <laughs> and squeaking tires. Like I remember at one point. Just thank 
goodness it like came off but like i i just on my bmx get like those rubber handles on mm-hmm. the on the bmx thing and i just like bumped and like scuffed the car and i was like like heart sank i was like i was like no yeah. and like my dad heard the like gunk, like from across the thing and was like what and i was just like just like instantly crying i was like before anything happens because you know it's gonna be so bad yeah, I was like, like thankfully it was just like a like a rubber scuff like it wasn't yeah. a dent or anything you could like rub it out but i was like oh, i hit the car with my bike like this is like absolutely the, the one thing never to do yeah I, yeah the cars were i feel that there was like the cars and then my brother and I on the All list right. of like <laughs> things that my father loved. Ah, uh, so yeah. At so least you made the list. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> the best was speaking of like lists of family. <laughs> this got really dark. We're guys. hanging out with. Uh, it was a couple months ago. We're hanging out with um, my aunt, and my uncle, and they have uh, my cousin Brandon who lives in uh, Taiwan. They have Sarah, who uh, lives here in Montreal, and then they have Connor, who lives out in Halifax, whatever. And they were just sort of like, we're just sort of like, who's the favorite cousin? So they, like, all the siblings message each other, and everyone's list, like, all three siblings put my cousin in Halifax, Connor, on the bottom. <laughs> like, in agreement with each other. Like, Brandon put Sarah above him. Sarah put Brandon above him, but all of them put Connor on the bottom. And my aunt and uncle are like, they're like, what have we done that all three of our children unanimously believe that he is the least favorite? Like, they're like, he lives near us. Like, we see him the most often. But you're like, it kind of makes sense. Like, you you have the black sheep of the family. Like, everybody knows the one who's on the outs. You yeah, know? I guess. But it was just like the parents felt really, really kind of terrible that all three of their children were like, oh, absolutely, Connor is the least favorite. And he's like, oh. I'm sad. So I don't know if yeah, we can do this. Sure. Can we do the spoil on Westworld? Because I, I feel like it's a great show, but if it's a, if it's like a year away, I don't know. I I mean, I kind of want to talk about it. I, you can like, talk about yeah. Westworld, I guess. I mean, like, I'm not to say I guess. I'm not gonna. I'm not there, gonna stop there, you. I like I. It's yeah. a J.J. Abrams fueled, like sci-fi twist machine. Lost twist machine. So there's like twists we kind of have to talk about to talk about it. Okay. And so so, it, so Westworld, as yeah. I understand it, here's my. I'm gonna give you my understanding, which I guess is gonna be the listeners if they haven't watched it. Yeah. Although, first, if you, first off, have, have yeah. you ever seen the, the source material, film. This, yeah. this 70s movie? Yes. I have right. seen it a long time ago. Cool. It's a theme park <laughs> where you pretend to be a cowboy. Right. And it's robots. And they can't hurt you. And they can't hurt you. You get, like, hit, and there's, like, I guess, like, you just, like, ow! And then you fall down, and then you're fine. Yeah. And that's it. And then, obviously, because it's, like, a fully immersive theme park that's not VR, it's, like, robots and whatever, everybody's going to pay you. A crap ton of money on it. And the mm-hmm. thing, the twist, like, from overhearing, like, and again, you're going to spoil everything, Yeah, that it's the, the big difference, I think, between the movie and the show. Is, is HBO. HBO, so there's boobs. No, but Lots also, like, but yeah. from what I remember from the movie, I saw the movie, like, a really long time ago. There was no, like, the robots just kind of went crazy. There was no, no like, nefarious, uh, like, organization that was, like, collecting data on the users of Westworld. That was not really a part of the movie that I remember. Like, I think they were kind of an evil corporation, but I don't think they were, like, had the same level of, like, data mining that Westworld's about, where they're actually, like... Nope. The show the show isn't actually super about data mining. Okay. Anyway, but that's what I'm saying, but I've heard that also they're, like, they're, they're using some of that information for, like, political gain outside of Westworld. The movie's really contained There's, in Westworld. Yeah. And no, I mean, lo- not, not as a plot point. Okay. That's what I like. Was, uh, come on, it's a two-hour movie, and it's and it's like a Michael Crichton novel. There's no, not I mean, going to be that I mean, much depth in I mean, it compared in the, to in a, a ten-hour television, show. There's, television not, show. Yeah. Yeah. there's not a whole lot of like blackmail, data mining. 
Like right. their customers are pretty elite, and they're fine with them all having a good time. Yeah. Okay. Always. So, what are the big twists? I guess like some robots are self-aware. So that that's obviously the, like it's a major major point of is the development. Does it handle it better or worse than Ghost in the Shell? Better. There's, <laughs> there's, well, which one? There's there's like 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 yeah, that's a major through line is like the development of consciousness in these androids. Right. Another major development is that there were two part creators at the start. Mm -hmm. One of them is still around. The other one is gone. They're like fighting against each other in a vaguely. Um, what were the pigs called in? Um, um, animal Farm. Pigs. The pigs. No, yeah. yeah you know yeah, what I'm talking yeah, about. There's yeah, like, there's like the leader, and then there's the the leader who is in absentia, who is fighting. One is and Snowball. Snowball and Not Napoleon, Snowball. maybe the other one. Anyway, whatever. So yeah, Napoleon like, and Napoleon and yeah. There's that kind of angle going, and then there's characters outside there's a, the park who turn out to be hosts. Okay. So they're like that. They're good enough to pass as humans. Okay. There's to end up working. Yes, Napoleon and Snowball. Yeah. To end up working as like technicians or developers, or they're not actually hosts in the park; they're actually in the company. Okay. Yeah. So like they've just like replaced certain key personnel with to people be that they are absolutely in control of. So yeah. they're like, oh, we like pass it to the board, and the board said, okay, or whatever. The board doesn't always know. Okay. No, 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 no. But I'm just saying. But like, but because you have these robots, you could like obviously this guy in this position is going to be along with my plan. He's a freaking yeah. robot. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like not, yeah, not yeah, saying that's that, not how, saying that the board Ford maintains control a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Hey, he slides people into the company. Right. Okay. So, so yeah, this company stuff is not in the movie, to my recollection. Yeah. The, the, like, not not to the, the the level of company politics is not in the movie because there's yeah. a lot of like jockeying for position, of the different security groups kind of and executives yeah. and like creative versus security versus whatever capitalist whatever the other group is. Yeah. Well, I mean like. Bottom line shareholder concerns mm. versus the creative concerns versus the security concerns. So, here's my big complaint. I'm just gonna gonna lay it out. I really I really like enjoyed the show. There's a lot there's a lot to like about it. Mm -hmm. But at the way at the end, I look back on it and I realize I didn't like any of the characters who made it. They killed a ton of characters, but like Game I never felt syndrome? super invested <laughs> in the characters. When like imagine there's there's one character who is is a host, right? Right. And then host they, is a robot. Host is what they call the robots. Robot. Or the robots. So, like one of the one of the hosts is a main character. She gets beat up real bad. Do I feel bad for her because she's feeling pain? I don't think she really is feeling pain. She's a robot. And then what is pain? Right. Okay. And then she's developing consciousness. And then they'll give her moments where you, she like looks at looks at somebody threateningly. Like, and you're wondering, is it is it is it like going to be allied with humans or not? How right. like how do how do I get invested in this character as either a villain or a like a protagonist. I don't fucking know. And then there's a couple of human characters who now have the threat. Are they actually robots or are they not? Again, how do I get invested in these characters? Right. And then there's a bunch of characters who are like ultra self-interested, right? And then they're working in the company, all go out for themselves. I don't really like any of those guys. Like, and then the, the, the two characters who you do like, the investigator guy and then the investigator girl, right? Elsie yeah. and What's-His-Face. Both of those guys apparently get killed. Or they're coming back, you know, whatever, trapped in the in the place. I don't think I don't get it that anything is what it seems. Okay, okay especially in regards to the finale. One thing, okay, but then like yeah. without without having seen it, I'm yeah. just sort of like obviously when you're saying like unlikable protagonists and stuff, like my my head does go to Game of Thrones, like that's yeah. why like when like Chris Laren put down the book 
uh, put down the book series after the Red Wedding. Like, he was just sort of like, he's like, whatever. If every guy that I'm supposed to root for is going to get axed, he's like, I'm just not interested in this series anymore. He's like, it's a well-told story. It's a well-written series. Like, that's yeah. not why I put it down. He's like, I just don't know who to root for. It seems that only the worst people can actually, like, get through it. And I, had the, I have the same thing with Walking Dead. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm halfway through season four, and I just, like, oh, should I watch another episode? I don't want to watch someone die. I don't want to watch everyone die again. Like I'm, yeah. I'm done. I've, I read the spoilers of season six finale yeah, or yeah. seven premiere. I'm like, oh, that so, happened. But that being said, from what I'm hearing with Westworld, if you don't have any likable protagonists and like not anything is as it seems in the finale, that kind of bugs me. Like, I, I, see, I, I disagree like, with John. I, I like the the protagonists. Which one? Uh, I like. Um, What's her face? Sounds the like blonde. they're all super memorable, is the what I'm hearing. Blonde? Literally, the, the main, the main freaking character. Face, what's her face? Oh, I haven't Dolores. Seen her in a while. Dolores. I like okay. Dolores a lot. I like, okay. I like. Uh, what's her, the the white hat who turns bad that goes with her on that adventure? The white hat that goes bad that goes with her on that. Not adventure. not the man in black, but the. It's riveting. Elsie. <laughs> not Elsie. Oh, shit. The the milksop that that goes with her on her adventure. Theo. Theo, Teddy, Teddy, Teddy. yeah, 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 uh, Theodorus or whatever, and it's Teddy. Yeah, 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 Uh, I like him. Yeah, Uh, I like his transformation uh, throughout the show from being like, I don't want to have sex with these robots because I have a girlfriend, and to the end where he's just like, I've got to start shooting people. Oh no, 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 not Teddy. Yeah, the man in the man in white who becomes um, the man in black. Like I didn't see that twist coming. Yeah, which I liked a lot. Yeah. Um. The Jeffrey Wright character, I did see the twist coming. Okay. Um, but yeah. I still liked yeah. I liked the reveal of it when he is with the his 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 girlfriend in the in the cabin, and she's like, "What's behind that door?" And he's like, "What door?" I'm like, "I love that. I yeah. thought that was great." Okay, but who are you left with at the end of the show to like to root for? Dolores like, and Ford. Ford is not with us. And I don't. I don't think he is. I'm pretty sure he's that. That was the one that got shot. Got was shot? a robot. Yeah, maybe. But then, like, I don't think he committed suicide. And again, I will say that outwardly looking in, that's garbage TV. Killing someone and then being like, "It was a robot." After a season, like, no, I'm but, like, no, but everyone's a robot. I mean, it's well established <laughs> that this is happening, and then it's well established that he has a private lab where he's putting together his own robots, and as well, it, like, it's not out of nowhere. It's not out of nowhere. I'm not saying it's out of nowhere, but I'm just sort it's of like, not. It was his twin brother all no, along. I'm like, like, like if you're gonna make a cliffhanger like that, I feel that like falsely killing off a character, even if it's look, well, even if it's well documented, like it bugs me in comics. You know why it bugs you is because it's fucking low hanging fruit. Yeah. So you have a show about robots that can pass for humans. So you kill all the main characters once or twice and make make them into robots. But I don't even think his death was it's the so point. Cheap. No, I don't think his death was the point. I think him appearing to be dead while a bunch of the the human investor bigwig money murdered. people get murdered. Yeah. Is the point. I think he wants to work completely off the grid, and that's the point. I don't think it's a big mystery. Well, that's that kind he's of the dead, thing. But not. This whole season is a prelude, right? Westworld, the film, was about when the people are trapped inside the park, yeah. right? And so that's the end of season one, is now people are trapped inside the park. So like, but I, like, this, this a, whole season is a, kind of a just setup. A yeah. view, as a viewer, like what I would have appreciated would have been like that killing thing. You're like, oh. And then the twist being like, like revealed to me in the season finale that he's not really dead, but now the dynamic has changed and everybody thinks he's dead. Like I'm like I don't I hate I just I hate shows that are like 
wait a year. Like, well, like on on something that's basically like like that's basically like a dangling thing that is going to be negated in like the first five minutes. The, the thing of is, the season there's one, no way he's going to come probably. back because they're not going to pay Anthony Hopkins to come back. I never know. Uh, but, I don't know. But even even if he comes back, I, the might What's Anthony maybe, Hopkins up to? Maybe the an, maybe the Ford that comes back is going to be an android. Yeah. Like maybe he's loaded himself into the system to constantly remake himself. Maybe he committed suicide of his flesh. It could be that. It could be like just he could be um, all of the people who died at the end it? of the season. I, like who's that character from from Wildcats? The, the Leo. What uh, Spartan? Spartan is like the robot. He always gets killed, and then the new body shows up, yeah. and he's like, oh, "I'm back." Yeah. Or like uh, Planescape. Maybe he's that. Yeah. Like just okay. Planescape. He dies again, and the new bo- body comes back. And he's like, "Oh shit!" Ugh. That's the best. <laughs> that just makes me think of uh, what do you call it? You guys, neither of you watch Preacher, right? No. So there's like the two aliens, not aliens, <laughs> angels, two angels who show Same up to, uh, to try to, to try to take. They're not humans, they're aliens, dude. Yeah. It's fair. <laughs> Preacher is pretty black and white about the fact that there is. From another world. Well, aliens yeah. are, in, or like angels are in fact alien to our world. Yeah. Right. Right. There are well, different species that live on another and world. They're native to another place. <laughs> but are they? Depends on, I guess, on your view of. Like Angels heavens. are native to heaven, Keith. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But, like but if heaven is, is not just... Earth, Keith, <laughs> did you go to Sunday school? Like, what's wrong? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I was like, it's like heaven is like possibly like a realm of Earth, depending on how you how like limited you want to make your angels. They might not necessarily be cosmic. They might be just like celestial. I guess given you get to, to make it all up anyway. Yes. <laughs> so maybe you know. Anyway, so the angels in preacher. Yeah, writing down those, Westworld and things. Oh, they, are, yeah. they are not in the outfield, Keith. I'm pretty sure they're not. Mm, somewhere. Anyway, but when those angels are the angels that angels. Cut, show up with the coffee can to try to like take the Genesis out of out of Jesse and whatever, and it's like they keep every time they like they die. They just like and just like show back up again, and it's like like there's literally like heaps of corpses of the same two dudes, and like uh, Je- uh not Jesse, uh what's his name, vampire, Cassidy, Cassidy, Ca- Cassidy like doesn't get it, <laughs> he just like, like shows up, he's like ha, and just rips over the phone, it's like all right, and the guy walks in again, he's like no, ha, and just like does it immediately again, and Jesse's like I don't think this is the way, man, like <laughs> they just keep coming yeah. back. There's angels are basically agents, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Except that the corpses like stay. Like it's not like they like. Read the comics. It's not like they revert back to like the host body. It's like the same two dudes just like littering this hotel room, just like all over the place. And then yeah, preacher was good. (laughs) I uh, Uh, Westworld was good. I like Westworld was slick, high budget science fiction, which is rare enough on television. Don't get me wrong. Like from like as a story. The story is interesting. Like, I want to see where this is going. I want to see what, what is going to happen in the next season. I'm, I'm, like, invested enough to go back. But I just, like, I, none of the characters I thought were super appealing, and they kind of killed all the ones that I was interested in. That's my, my kind of point at the end. It is a bummer. I'm, like, bummed I, out. The, the Helmsworth brother that plays the security guard. Which one? The, the chief of security. The one who, the other who got attacked who, by the three... Um, yeah, who sounds like like a huge asshole, but is, in fact, at the end of the series, like, oh, yeah, he's... He's, like, the only nice right. guy. Yeah, totally. <laughs> he's the only one who's constantly right and yeah. who has a healthy right, right. He, fear he gets, of robots he gets that, that turns out to be completely well-founded. <laughs> and then they have the, um, the like, Velociraptors attacking him moment with the three of them coming yeah. from the front and the one, from, one to the side. Okay, here's the other one. Those two... The two dumbass technicians in the yeah. body shop and what's-her-name. I feel like you're supposed worst. to like them... Or at least sympathize with the Asian dude. No. And I'm just like... I had no sympathy for I either just, of those no, guys. It was like every moment of them on the screen was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. 
I I agree, and I right. feel like the the showrunners really thought they were gonna they were gonna be the like, big old I, hits. You, have, yeah. you, you probably think they're like. Hey, they're the two nerds. Nerds will love them because they're probably nerdy. like it's a yeah. separate. Yeah. There's probably theory. a separate writer room of uh, like dudes who are like, you have these two characters, and your goal is to make everything they do like gifable. <laughs> it's it's not far like, off. Like, 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 where, you, where you could have the dialogue and the text, and then them just saying the thing, and then you're like, and it's gonna be so good. Just Im- imagine these guys. Okay, so they they work in the body shop of the park where these like dead, messed up corpses of robots show up. And then their job is to assemble them, put them back together, and get them ready to go and, and participate back in the park. So while they are doing this, they start messing with the code of the robots so that they can, like, get them to have sex with them and whatever. And they realize when they're doing this, one of them is slowly becoming conscious and, like, remembering stuff from, before, from after her memory wipes. And they kind of, like, half know that remembering stuff between memory wipes is, like, the first steps towards it going, getting conscious and going crazy. Going rogue. But then one of them is, like, has a crush on it or something and wants to bang it. And so it, like, helps her become conscious. There's just no but way. But he's also terrified of her. Yeah. There's just no way anybody in the universe could not realize how dangerous what they're doing is. And just l- and there's many times where they, they have, like, the thing in front of them. Shut her down. Nope. Boop. Like... That's that's Fuck when the unli- yeah. unlikable one of the two is yeah. is constantly right. Yeah, he's he's constantly like, stop doing this, shut her down and erase her. And he's supposed to be the unlikable one to the viewer. You're just like, yeah. don't like that guy. He's a jerk. But also, if everyone had listened to him, yeah, hundreds of people would yeah, not have died. It's one of those things where you're just sort of like. Like, uh, this isn't that safe, but I love her. No, this isn't. This just isn't yeah. safe. Just, just, I, I don't know. Every minute with those guys on the screen, I was, I was like. Scott, do you want to talk about our with. new uh, sponsor, Dusty Boots Hard Root Beer, as an authentic, old-fashioned root beer, full of traditional flavors and spices. All roads lead back home. Made in Quebec. Is this so good that it required a mention? Or did, well, did we actually it, get sponsored? It's cause, no, it's because Scott and I are about to drink it and we've never have. So if we're suddenly go Ugh, <laughs> into the microphone, <laughs> the just, listeners should know why. The ingredients are carbonated water, mm-hmm. malted barley, Ooh. sugar, natural flavors, hops, phosphoric acid, and contains barley, which is a gluten. Neat. Okay, we're going to have okay. this now. All right. This tastes pretty much just like root beer. With a weird aftertaste. I feel pretty sad this segment was not paid for by Racinet Fort. (laughs) Racinet Fort Dusty Dusty Boots. boots. That has a weird aftertaste. Yeah. It's it's good going down, but then it lingers in a gross kind of way. (laughs) Like it kind of... Here. Diet... Kind of tastes like a diet root beer. That's exactly what it tastes like. Like it's got that weird aspartame taste. Which is weird because there's no aspartame in it. Yeah, I know. But that's sort of what it tastes like. Uh, I finished up two shows. I I wrapped two shows though. I wrapped uh, You're the Worst Season 3. Oh, how did it go? Uh, I legitimately am upset. I'm, like, so upset. Like, really? Yep. You can spoil it for me. What happens? Okay, so... You're season, watching You're the Worst. You're the You really should. It's, like... Uh, it's no. Tops. Tops, tops, tops. Top. Like, I would say, like, with, with, like, 30 Rock being done, with, like, the League being done, I guess Always Sunny's still on. It's, like, yeah. it's definitely, like... I would put it above, sunny. above Always Sunny. Yeah, always yeah, Sunny's yeah. at risk, eh? Um... Dennis has a new show on CBS. Ooh. So does D. Yeah. D has the Mick. Um, I feel that with the, they're only doing ten episodes though. It's pretty short shoots. Like it's their thing. Like that's what Charlie was saying. Like Charlie did a bunch of movies and totally. he's, like, yeah. he's like, yeah, he's like, it's a pretty compressed schedule now that they're on Always Sunny. And he's like, we're all writing still all the time for it. Anyway, but yeah, it's like it's certainly in like a top tier comedy programming on TV. You're the yeah. worst. Classic. Uh, so 
The big thing about You're the Worst Season 2, I guess, is like uh, Gretchen actually starts going to therapy. Okay. Uh, Jimmy's dad dies. Okay. And uh, Lindsay finally leaves. Or, or sort of. It takes her like the whole season to actually like does, – does she stab – uh, does she stab Paul in season two? I, I saw like a few episodes of season three, like two or three. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like, remember her. Does he actually Paul. die, or is he just a robot, or was it his twin brother? You know, he just gets a really gross infected yeah. knife wound. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, cause she's like, she's like, I'm ready to settle down, Paul. I'm ready to like be the wife you always wanted to be with our baby, and we can be normal and all that stuff. And he's like, this is wonderful. And they like order like a blue plate dinner, like to make together as a couple and all that stuff. And you just see her like, like a look of panic comes on her face, and she's just like, <laughs> and just like slowly, like like completely expressionless, just stabs him in the back while he's making food as she like goes into a panic and it's great because then it becomes like a recurring joke that there's like you stabbed me like so good but anyway yeah like oh my goodness so jimmy goes through obviously a bunch of stuff with his dad being dead because yep. he's like he never realized. gets to make peace with him well he not only does he never really get to make peace with him he's like that's like he's like it's this, the, his father's lack of love for him is basically like the driving motivation for the entire character. Yeah, you yeah. know he's like I'm doing everything almost in spite of my father, and now he's gone. So he's like, did, did this puts like a tint on every decision I made in my life, and now am I actually hmm. free from like trying to please my father? Like he just he, he handles it like not like, and it's great because he handles it the way you expect him to, like by not caring about it one minute and then just like screaming at someone about it the next minute and then being like I'm fine now and then just like heading off like oh, as Jimmy would yeah you know yeah. <laughs> like bottling up his emotions and Gretchen kind of slowly like guys like opening up about her emotions and going in therapy so the whole show is basically like the premise is that it, these people are kind of like terrible but they sort of found each other and they kind of have a chance of happiness because they found each other right and the last fucking episode man like so the, I don't even know it's a big spoiler yeah give it man like so after what we just spoke about yeah Westworld. dude Westworld Jimmy decides to like legit propose to Gretchen like okay. legit like he's like we're we're for each other yeah like and Gretchen is like through the moon like super happy because they got super real three four episodes towards the end yeah. where they both like told each other like Jimmy was like, I can never see myself having kids with you. And he was like, she was like, you'll never be a success. And like, like they got like <laughs> real mad at each other. So yeah. like, they like, you like, they kind of overcame that. And then he proposes, she says yes. And then he's like, let me go to the car and like get a blanket. We're going to like do it while the fireworks on the Hollywood Bowl go off. And then he just like, he's holding the blanket and he just gets in the car and just drives off. And you're like, oh, <laughs> That's it, that's totally par for the course. It's it's par yeah. for the course for the show, but it's yeah. like it's been three seasons where you're like you're 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 just there's so much against them. <laughs> like it's like the theme song of the show is "I'm gonna leave you anyways." Yeah, totally. Like that's like, <laughs> the, the, but you're still like you're you're rooting against the theme song of like can these like two yeah, are so, like you're surprised by that i'm not surprised by that but it's like it's one of those things where you're like you kind of want to win sometimes like in, in a sense like because they have another season they kind of have to drag out the like trouble of them getting together right like that's kind of the show shit man wedding planning <laughs> <laughs> that in and of itself is a nightmare so yeah exactly i kind of like i sort of was like they're gonna break up in the like realm of trying to plan a wedding like yeah, we got seasons a lot, uh, plenty before we get into that kind of territory, <laughs> yeah. you know. But yeah, no, it's a lot. Like, I mean, I guess I don't know. Like, uh, you, you guys don't watch Silicon Valley, eh? No. Like, I so saw season one, uh, episode one, uh, and Riss was just like, no, no, oh, no. Buddy. But yeah, Silicon Valley is one of those shows where it's like 
they just shit on the characters for the whole season. Like, everything is terrible, and they can't catch a break. And then they get, like, a teeny glimmer of hope at the end of the season. And I kind of like that for my season finales, because I'm like, I want to see them, like... Well, yeah, but you actually, like, want to see them succeed? Yeah, but I kind of want Gretchen and Jimmy to succeed. <laughs> like, like even just, like, like I said, I mean, like, I, I obviously, as soon as they were engaged, I was like, this is going to go so terribly. Yeah. But then it immediately went terribly in the same episode, and he just drives off. Okay. And she's literally just standing there in, like, the Hollywood Hills with an engagement ring on with, like, fireworks going on in the background. And she sees his car drive off, and she's like, what? Like, and that's how the season ends. <laughs> and you're like, Of oh. course they're going to have trouble. This is the, now season four is going to get into it. Yeah. I, 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 the I other you're, show you're making big out of nothing. Not big so, out of nothing, but I was like, legitimately, I was like, it's one of those things where I was like a kick in the guts, and then you're like, you have to wait a year to even see how it. Like, I'm not saying like get unkicked. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And right. it might not even get unkicked, but it's just like to see the resolution. I was like, meh. Anyhow, uh, I think proposing would have been enough. They could have broken up. And you're complaining about a fucking cliffhanger. That's what's happening. I here. hate cliffhangers. God anyway, damn it, dude. Speaking of, and the other show that I watched was yes. Scott's least favorite show on television, uh, even though he's never seen it. Riverdale. Okay. I finished the 12th episode of Riverdale. It just and? came out on May 5th. I'd Why of all the comic book adaptations is that the one you <laughs> Listen, on Scott, to? I watch all the comic book adaptations. It's my thing. I'm seven seasons into Archer, and I still watch it, even though it's pure garbage. And then I'm like, Riverdale, you're like, no, I will not watch this. I don't want to see Archie have sex with his teacher. I just, <laughs> I never want to see that. Never. <laughs> Never. You don't really have sex with his teacher? Yeah. Huh. Kids these (laughs) days. Mrs. Grundy. Okay, but it's not Mrs. Grundy. So, full spoiler on Riverdale. Like, and that, first first of all, there's a a few things about that storyline. There was a pretty big backlash about that storyline, like, publicly because like it's it's such a a it's a tired trope and b everyone's like why this I saw Dawson's Creek I know that Pacey has sex with the teacher I get how it goes. And you're like, this shouldn't be a thing. Like, and at least, like I said, there's a few things that Riverdale does with that storyline that I don't mind. Multiple characters are like, Archie, it's illegal, and she should go to jail. Like, people yeah. actually like spelling that out to be like, this isn't like romance or whatever. They're like, yeah. this is just wrong. <laughs> like, and I, I was like, props to Riverdale to at least have some characters like spell that out. So it's not like, isn't it cool that he's having sex with the sexy teacher. Right, and they're right. like, no, this is not wrong. How old is the teacher? Uh, she appears to be in like... 70. Late, no. <laughs> late, <laughs> late, late 20s. <laughs> like, and they even they even address that too, that it's like she took the... Like, like she assumed the name Geraldine Grundy. She's not actually Mrs. Grundy. Mrs. Grundy had actually died. Thankfully. <laughs> like, but I was like... But I was like... Which, okay. was also, which was also nice to me as an Archie comic reader. I was like, wait, Archie's having sex with Mrs. Grundy? They're like, no, real Mrs. Grundy is dead. This is some woman who's, like, taken the name like to, like, try to, like, conceal her identity because she had an abusive husband or something. I don't know. Anyway, but they also... Huh. They also, like, wrap that up within, like, four or five episodes. Like, she's gone and does not come back. Just the classic Archie trope of, is it Betty? Is it Veronica? No, it's Mrs. Mrs. Grundy. Grundy. And it takes five seasons, five episodes to get rid of the other Mrs. Grundy. Well, no, no. Like, it, it's just, like, exactly. So I was like, just, I feel, I just feel that, that the, as, like, a byline checked me out of the series. The but I, like song. I said, I think the showrunners had somewhere where they were going with it, realized it was a bad idea, and, like, pulled the plug on it. Because, it, like, it, the, it literally... Once it's gone, once she leaves town, nobody, like, talks about it. It just, like, it's it's a major driving factor in the first, like, three or four episodes. And they're like, and it's done. Let's keep going. And like, then they just sort of, like... Well, hold on. Isn't this a Netflix show? Didn't they release all the episodes at the same time? No, nope. it was on TV. And then 
released on Netflix. Uh, uh, okay. After? Okay. Yeah, same week. It was I think it was like Wednesdays on CW and Fridays on Netflix. Huh. Like so, it was just like a two day, which is kind of neat. Yeah, like, yeah, sort yeah. Of, it's like, pretty I fair, like, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Blah. Anyway, yeah, that storyline aside, but Archie, holy crap, Archie gets every girl. Like it's <laughs> insane. <laughs> like, and then you realize you're like, oh wait, yeah, of course he does. Like even Archie in the comics, you're like, he's like a good student. He has his own band. <laughs> like he's a star football player. He's on the basketball team in the comics and everything. You're like, yeah, obviously he gets. Every girl imaginable. Yeah. He's basically there's a great scene where he has like a blowing up with, with Betty, and he's like, he's like, the reason I'm not with you, Betty, it's because I'm not good enough for you. And I'm like, who is? <laughs> I'm like, you're like the poster child of everything, right? You like help your dad's company in the summer and like work for him. You're super fit, and you're just gonna be the starting quarterback of a football team. Anyway, garbage. I man. honestly never got Archie, and I'm, I don't understand why you're watching the show. I, I just don't it. get it. I love it so much. <laughs> See, I'm the exact opposite. I I love. Archie, and I don't understand why it's it's okay. It's super good. Like it's really. I mean, okay, it's super not, good. Not super what, good. What are you talking about? Super good, maybe like a bit of an exaggeration. It. Hits. You're like, mm-hmm, I don't want to watch Westworld. It sounds kind of sketchy. I never said I don't want to watch Westworld. Twelve episodes of Riverdale. Woo! <laughs> Well, it is literally the popcorn of television, like in a big way. It's God like damn it just it hit. Okay, there's so much stuff that's like amazing mm-hmm. in it, like the casting of every Jughead's abusive father. Love that Archie trope. Yeah. <laughs> so many, so many of the adult cast members are former teen stars, like Molly Ringwald's in it. Uh, nice. The uh, Luke Perry's in it. The Betty's dad is, I think, the older brother from Wonder Years or something. Like, Whoa. like there's so many of them. I was like, this is just like perfect because like, and they all also grew up in Riverdale, and they always refer to like their time at Riverdale High, or whatever. And I was like, and they basically like cast like former teen stars of the '80s and '90s as every parent in the show. Right. Like, there's a lot that just like is very smart, very like I think well done. It just like it knows its tropes and it just like hits them like teen drama with like a backdrop of murder like they're trying to like solve an investigation like it just and it, it like you're like you're like you're like john's laughing i am laughing and it's like but like imagine i'm, a show I'm on board when you say something like teen drama with a backdrop of murder yeah exactly that sounds fun but, well then but, just watch five seasons of pretty little liars and you're set I know, but, but, I it, but it doesn't it, but it like pretty little liars isn't self-aware that it's like garbage like riverdale is just sort of like it's playing the tropes every character like you're literally like, how would Betty react in this situation? Because you know that character already, and she does it, and you're like, yay! Like the reinvention of Jughead as like a weird, like introverted, like artsy writer guy, and you're like, I guess so. You're like, like you think back to the comics, you're like, Jughead has nothing going on, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like at all. Like this guy's a weird dude, and like the character, like, there's Jughead is like probably b- by far the best character. Has like some of the best lines in the mm-hmm. show. Like at one point, there's like he's under like uh, getting questioned by the cops, and they're sort of like, "He's like you didn't have it uh, very easy growing up, eh? You were bullied a lot in school." He's like, "My name's Jughead." <laughs> yeah, I got bullied a lot. <laughs> and I was like, "Fair." And like same thing too. Like at one point, like uh, there's sort of like the the slow transformation that like Jughead's realizing that he probably shouldn't date anybody because he's too weird. And, like, because uh, him and Betty kind of end up, like, romantically involved. And she's like, I want to be your girlfriend and all that stuff. He's like, he's like, you live in, like, white picket fence world. You're Betty Cooper. I'm Jughead Jones. I wear this hat all the time. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, stuff like that. And I'm like, just sells me. And, like, every episode is, like, full of those, like, 
dumb moments like it's good. I don't know. I got about five minutes into it, the first episode. Oh, and like, and don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. I, the honest litmus test is to like watch a full first episode, and yeah. if you're like, this does nothing for me, the show is not going to do anything for all you. Right. Like five minutes, I would say maybe give it a little bit more. But just like just hitting all the tropes of like absolutely like it's the most self-aware like teen crappy drama I've ever seen, hmm. and uh, it's fun. I would and then. Scott, the eye roll. How's Archer going? How many seasons? Like, I watched 12 episodes of Riverdale. Like, you watched like well over 100 of Archer, which is like unanimously panned by everyone. I think he means Arrow. He Arrow. He's been yeah. saying Archer. Yeah. <laughs> like, digging himself in the hole. Yeah. Archer's the yeah. worst. It's just one of the most <laughs> beloved, <laughs> beloved cartoons ever. Wow. Arrow. That, that dusty boots hard lemonade went straight to your head. Hard root beer, bro. Uh, right, right, right. Have, have you caught beer. up on Lucha Underground, that amazing wrestling show because you love wrestling and host a wrestling podcast? I haven't watched anything. Yeah, you've been watching Riverdale instead, Keith. I'm at 60 uh, episodes into Robotech, man. <laughs> are you? Where are you in Robotech? I've I finished the series. I own it on DVD, the full uh, series. When was the last time you watched The Masters? Because I'm almost done The Masters. Fuck The Masters. I, um, I like Macross the best. Uh, Lucha Underground, season two. I'm like episode 17 or 18 into it. It's wow. so good. How many they have episodes a, a season are there? 26. What? 26 episodes. That's yeah. so That's much Lucha Underground. Oh, well, I mean, a wrestling show, Raw, is three hours every week, yeah. every week. And has over a thousand episodes. <laughs> like, Yeah. <I laughs> and it's three hours long. Lucha Underground is, is 52 minutes. At, I, I guess top. just as an ordinary person, that's a lot of commitment to Lucha. I how love, many times I have you, like, but, like, as an ordinary person, how many hours have you spent watching competitive League of Legends? Well, not, not that many. less than Total? 40? Is it more? It's more than thirty, but I've yeah, watched. And that was season one. There's been season, seven. That was less than season one. Season one is twenty six. Yeah, at less than an hour an episode. So. Okay, but there's been seven seasons of competitive league. Yeah, well, but I'm just saying. But I'm get, two seasons of your shooting habits are hardly would be considered normal because. Okay, like, okay. I, maybe I meant normal in the exclusive manner of doesn't watch wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> like I wasn't like I wasn't judging oh, you. Like, don't it's a me... very narrow interpretation of the word normal. Like, like, I, I understand. I, wa- I watched the Rocket League competition, and like Rocket League just started having a super sweet uh, show where they call Rocket League Overtime on yeah. Wednesdays on the RLCS on their Twitch stream, where it's like they have all the panelists and the announcers like review because they only compete on weekends, right. and so they have like an hour long like highlight reel sort of show talking about like the standings and all that stuff. Awesome. And I, it, it's the best because I was like I don't really want to sit down and watch ton of Rocket League. Mm-hmm. I still don't understand why fucking roller derby can't do that. Yeah, like what? Like this week in WDFTA? Yeah. Yeah. It makes me fucking nuts. Yeah. I mean, not. I, I know, like, they could, they could even, like, the. <sighs> I, I watch Listen. YouTube shows. I watch YouTube shows. They've got 10 million subscribers. They're sitting there with a fucking Canon HD DSLR. Yeah. Production quality looks amazing. And all they do is sit there and talk about, like, fucking whatever they had for breakfast. I'm like, yeah. just like, holy shit, WFTDA. Yeah, you, WFTDA. And you, like, they, you have they staff. make a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, they you make do, a lot of money. Yeah. Oh, that's the thing I did want to talk about. No, but Scott Anyways. probably doesn't. Uh, fucking Lucha Underground, just just one thing. I saw a match this weekend between Mariposa and Sexy Star, mm-hmm. two women luchadoras, mm-hmm. in a fucking hardcore match yeah. where they cut and there's blood everywhere. <laughs> And they end up in rafters of the building, <laughs> kicking each other, dangling from the rafters with no harness, like her legs kicking over the edge of the rafters yeah. as the other one is choking her out. It was the most hardcore of hardcore matches I've seen in at least 10 years. That doesn't years. involve New Jack. Like, like, <laughs> like since Edge McFoley for the new hardcore. Yeah, yeah. Like since then. Oh. <laughs> and it, 
oh, man, the seeing lady wrestlers go hardcore, it's very different. There's a, who is it? Someone in WWE was talking about maybe might have been Paige, I think, who was like that was like one of her like great regrets is that like in the current in the current rating system that she's never gonna get to have like an epic hardcore match. And I was like, well, not in WWE. Yeah, exactly. I, I yeah. mean, she could just release a series of videos where she does some really awful things with the women's title. <laughs> and maybe she'll end up in AAA. <laughs> Wait. Nope. <laughs> yeah. With Alberto? Maybe with Alberto. <laughs> AAA. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, the other thing that Lucha Underground does is it's amazing. Because the whole premise is it's an underground fight club. Yeah. That's... Two of the wrestlers are cops. <laughs> and they, they're they're investigating the, the made up world of the underground fight club. Yeah. And they're just like So uh Captain, I'm pretty sure I just saw a monster who lives in a cage under the <laughs> under the arena. <laughs> He's a monster man. I need evidence. You can't just go in there without this. We're trying to bring the whole thing down. I think I saw the monster man kill a guy. <laughs> I need hard evidence. <laughs> yeah, Lucha goes way off the rails, yeah, like, yeah. fast. <laughs> like, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Robert Rodriguez's influence there with that. I, I embrace the ridiculousness and push it a little bit further ahead. Yeah. Fucking hmm. great. So good. No, seriously, guys. He's not... He's a dragon. <laughs> he spits fire, and his tongue is a foot long. Don't come to me with this garbage. I need evidence. We gotta get the case going. I need, <laughs> I need someone we can prosecute. <laughs> with my own eyes, I saw him kill a guy. Just what are you bringing me you this garbage to, for? You have to go back next week and wrestle more. <laughs> Possibly wrestle the dragon. Possibly against the dragon. If you win a championship, I'm sure you'll get closer to the inner circle. <laughs> uh, you gotta win the championship. It's so good against Cage, who's a machine. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> it's amazing. I just I love it so hilarity. much. Yeah, but yeah, WFTDA should really fix that up. Right, I was gonna say I, ca- I called the uh, I called the Beast of the East since our last show. Oh yeah, how's that? We had the Beast of the East. Uh, it was a pretty fun. It was a good time. Beast of the East is the kickoff of Montreal Roller Derby's season. They uh, they threw their um, floodgates open a little bit. It's usually been restricted because of like team participation to Quebec and Ontario for the last couple of years. Hmm. And now we had uh, two teams from the Maritimes. Moncton had a team, and Halifax had a team. Both Moncton and Halifax made it to Sunday, which I was like, fun! I was like, Derby parody is like slowly kind of sneaking in. Cause, like, I feel like that's important, as they are technically more East than we are. Yeah, right? And I was like, they should be Beast of the East. Like, if I refer to Eastern Canada, yeah. that's they, yeah. they should make In a, a sense, they're it. taking the title home. Yeah, but they didn't win the title. Oh, well. The not. title went to the Larakai. Right. First back-to-back winner. Yeah, first back-to-back winner ever. First three-time winner. They have the most Beast wins of all time. Hmm. Man, it's so... Larakai is so weird. <laughs> like just Iron sk- Winch. Sk- Iron Winch is skating again. Bobo skating again. Squarrier is skating again. I was like, I was like, what year is this? <laughs> like... What happened? I was like, like, didn't Scorier start her own league? I think she just went to have kids. Like, if you mean start her own league, oh, the Mo- the Mohawk League. Like, the I think no, but I think that's that's more of a. I think that's more of a whiskey derby kind of situation. Like, I think she she does run a thing, but it's not a competitive thing. It's just like a, a derby for fun situation. Okay. Uh, yeah, exactly. We're like, man, we're like just Rathbutine and Linda Kicks can just start jamming again. <laughs> like, it'll be good times. <laughs> but like Kathleen, what are you doing? Why are you not skating on old school Rekai? 
But anyway, yeah, Beast City is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. There was that an arena. Derby season kicked off again. Bigger? Uh, Better location? Kind of smaller. And they're going back to the old one. But it was just specifically for Beast because okay. the arena St. Louis wasn't, uh, I guess. Dry. Maybe it's wasn't the ice iced, yet or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. They had another one in Arena Mount Royal. It was fun. Good Movies, you guys. Good announce crew. Good announce crew. Oh, that was it. Like the, the announce crew, there was uh, there was myself, there Patrick. was Derby Nerd, there was Plastic Patrick, there was Chloe, there was Whistler. Um, I think he's just Wenser now. Mr. Wenser, uh, Lightning Slim, uh, Jax, and then Smack Me Around and Malcontent Reynolds, who were like more new. But like, even like Pat, like Nip, mm-hmm. was just sort of like he was like looking at the announcers. He was like, <laughs> he was like. Beast of the East announce crew, most stacked team at Beast of the East. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> like, my, and, I, and I'm very low mm-hmm. on that ranking, but it's yeah. like, dirt. that's not true. You got eight years now, nine years. Yeah, but I've, but, but I've never season. hosted like, like Slim, Wenser, and Patrick have like done a ton World of WFTDA Cups. events. <clears throat> Nerd does a ton of FTDA events and is like a basically like renowned like resource of Canadian and international roller derby. Yeah, those like, four have all done World Cups, more yeah. than one World Cup. They all yeah, exactly. That's it. It's yeah. like it's like a, a for a team that. For a for a tournament that involves no WFTDA teams, it's a very like well-rounded announce crew of people in like. Are you applying for World Cup? No, <laughs> I don't have time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. World Cup, World Cup is fun. Yeah, yeah. Of, all, of all the tournaments. Yeah, 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 but I don't even keep blogs of my games that I call. I don't know. <laughs> Wenser and his insane list of game logs that he's. Oh, yeah, announced. Slim does that too. Yeah, I've, yeah. yeah I've just just called game number one seventy-two. What? <laughs> How many have you done? I, I don't know, like a hundred beers. I was shit. But like some like uh, like like smack me around and uh, malcontent Reynolds, whatever. Like they they were kind of newbies. I think they've announced a little bit in Toronto and all that stuff. And like even Slim, they were like, oh, like I never announced the stacks before. And Slim was just sort of like, he's like, it's not a problem. He's like, he'll throw the mic to you. He'll like announce it, whatever. I was like, that. I was like, oh, Slim. I was like, nice. He's like, honestly, he's like, you're by far. Oh, what's the name? Bill Murray was also announcing, and he's nice. he's, he's also has toured. Yeah. yeah, and he also has a ton of experience. Also, it was like well, he was a ref for five years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, exactly. Slim was like, he's like, yeah, Stax is like probably like one of the easiest guys to announce with, like in Canada. <laughs> like, and I was like, yeah, me. <laughs> Nice. It was fun. It was cool. There was uh, Beasts only their second ever overtime, which I mean, cool. and like overtime is very rare in mm-hmm. Derby, right? Because like Derby usually hits like triple digit scores. So for like two teams to have obtained the exact same like triple digits. For also any in, length of time. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Just to, to hit it. And then the the match for, I guess, like two, the match to advance to the finals was the Chicksahoy and Rakai. And the Chicksahoy had about like an 18 point lead going into the last jam. And Iron Wench had a 22-point jam or whatever. And the Rakai went on to finals. And you're like, I was like, that's also, like, straight out of 2010. <laughs> like, yep. And then uh, and the finals were the Ditas and the Rakai. And Rakai just edged them. I think the Ditas had a two-point lead going into the last jam. Wow, nice. Like, so yeah. which is, like, that's, like, like, one of the big, I feel like, deterrents of roller derby as a sport is that because of the fact that, like, there isn't, uh, like, a draft system and, like, uh, there aren't... I guess I mean there are apprentice leagues, but it's like you don't draft from them. It's not like an AHL NHL situation, mm. unless you're Gotham and Long Island. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> you're really good at Long Island. Hey, do you want to take the train <clears throat> to the city? <laughs> yeah, and then you end up on Gotham. Yep. Uh, but like you see, so you end up with like a gross talent gap, and it's mm-hmm. like like Derby. I find can be can be a really intense sport. Uh, when you have two evenly matched teams, even if like even if the talent level is like medium and not high, especially if you're on either coast, 
Right. Yeah. Like if you're in Jersey and you get really good and then I mean, Philly calls and you're like, hey, come play our games. Yeah. We're an hour and a half away. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Or like any of the teams in California. Right. Yeah. They can all, they can, they can go up and they, uh, California is lucky because they were like, they can go south and they can go north and they can be playing like all sorts of teams all yeah. over the place. Anyway, yeah. So it's like, it, but it's just because of the nature that like points come in bunches, mm-hmm. like a good team can like easily run like four or five points extra than the other team every jam. Yeah. And then that just becomes insurmountable by the time you hit halftime and you're like, well, the second half essentially doesn't matter unless like, Unless they mount, like, a really solid comeback. But it's, like, you can, like, I don't want to generalize, but I'm, like, within the first, like, five to ten minutes of a game, you can almost certainly determine the winner because it's, like, like it's not like hockey where, like, goals are, like, there's only three or four of them. So, like, right. two, three quick goals. Speaking of two, three quick goals. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get back to that. We'll get back to that. Just hold that thought. But, yeah, so, like, Derby has, like, that problem. So, but it's kind of cool in, like, and a tournament situation that you had, like, multiple games that were, like, down to the last jam. And, like, because that's what you want from a sport. Like, totally, you want a sport totally. that's, like, exciting up until the final buzzer. You don't want something that's, like, it's a done deal by, like, the middle of it or even earlier sometimes in roller derby. Like My least favorite thing about roller derby, least favorite thing, is that there are so many teams in the top level of competition yep. that teams that are outclassed will play to lose by less. Yeah. They'll play for point differential losses rather than playing to win. Yeah. And it's it's hmm. so it's, it's like weird sports-wise. Like, yeah. how do you it's cheer for It's not fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. How do you yeah. cheer for your team that's specifically playing to lose by the least amount of points possible? Yeah. <clears throat> because they know that statistically their ranking will improve Right. Because they only lost to the yeah, best team in the league you're on defense and offense all the time, right? Because you're yeah, technically yeah. supposed to be, like, shutting down the other team while you try to get your team going forward. So even, like... A so team... there's ways just to, like, slow down the game so they have less opportunity to outscore. Yeah, you. and you're, right. so you're not even trying to score. You're just switching to defense, which is, like, just a boring version of the you game. You watch that for a half hour, right? Or an hour. So, like, yeah, a full game playing. is an hour. Like, yeah. a full sanctioned match is an hour long. And you're wow. Like, cool. Just imagine if it, that happened in, like, the NFL. They're just like, we want to lose by only seven points, so we're going to take the ball... Slow it right down, yeah, like, yeah. or or, or uh, like whatever, right. like, like uh, the what do you call it? The they they tried that in the NHL, right? The, the lightning, lightning, yeah. The lightning where they would play this like dumb mode of play where it was like they it was the one diamond. the one three one, and they wouldn't. What was it? How, what did Philly do? Philly, Philly just, refused refused to enter the neutral zone. Yeah, if they were playing the one three one. Yeah. What is one three one? So, so one, one one forward chasing the puck. Yeah, three people on the blue line and yeah. one defenseman back to like be the last. So line like of ultra defense, defense kind of. So whenever you would try to enter the neutral zone, the three at the blue line would collapse on you, right, and crush you and try to take the puck and re-enter. Yeah. So Philly just gave up at one point. They're like, uh-huh. well, if this is how it's going to be, they took the puck behind their goalie, and because they're only playing one three one, there's only one guy chasing them. Right. So they could keep. They were playing keep away with him, uh-huh. just letting the clock go down. <laughs> because they're like, all we need to do is keep this away from this one guy. You know, it's super easy. And, like, and they're and not going like, to the, the three guys would sit in the neutral zone, and because of the system, only one guy would go to try to take the right, puck right, off right, Philly. Right. And Philly's like, wee! It was like <laughs> passing it back and forth. And like one, like it's a puck, man. Like you and I could probably like keep it away yeah, from yeah, an yeah, NHL totally. player just passing yes. it back and forth, like two. And then, and then, then they whistled the dead, and Philly coach is like, why? <laughs> and they're like, we're just keeping yeah, it away the puck, from the puck. Wasn't moving enough. Yeah. Okay, so they like, keep it away passes. for yeah. away. Yeah, <laughs> so dumb. Yeah, exactly. And it was they did this with you know 
14,000 people in the seats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And on television. Yeah, because it was just like, that's a dumb way to play. Like, you're like, you need to be a little more aggressive on the puck in order to make it a watchable sport. Like, I, th- I think my, like, I, I get that complaint about roller derby. My yeah. my big one was always that, like, good plays tend to have five or six people slamming into each other and often going down. And it's, like, kind of hard to, to, like, see the good play happening in the middle of a messy jam. I guess. Um, hey, you, it, yeah. even, even worse later, mm-hmm. where the best players or the best plays aren't due to skating faster or hitting harder. That that was when Derby really started to lose my interest. What do you mean? When the play became very let's slow everything down, let's let's make that one little move get a get a point to two and call it off. Really slow huh. jam derby. Like when we started watching and going to games. It was like skating full tilt. The, all the, the emphasis time. was on skate faster than the other players and if someone is skating faster than you, hit them as hard as you can to knock them out. Right, yeah. right. Because they're not skating fast when they're on their knees. And that went away. Hmm. And uh, as a spectator sport, became less interesting, less, yeah. less fun to watch. Was there like a rules change that like supported? No, it's just, it hmm. just got its smarter strategy, right? Like you don't hmm. want to like, like – it's the same kind of thing in hockey where it's like you don't see big open ice hits that often anymore because it takes both players out of the game. So you right. want to hmm. like – you don't want to give up your position defensively, your offense or whatever. You're going to take like the, the safer play so that you're not going to – like you're not going to have as many, say – the equivalent of like a defense pinching in it's super exciting but it's defensively irresponsible because if there's a turnover you have no defense back so it's like you're going to make the safer play like all the time like just so you don't want to give up that like defensive posturing so thanks mark bergevin thanks mark bergevin yeah yeah, but just talking about quick comebacks we're just gonna we're talking about hockey we're just gonna touch on this real quick because it's like by far the craziest not the craziest Mm. Among the craziest things I've ever seen in hockey. It's uh-huh. pretty crazy. Three minutes and 30 seconds left in the game. The Anaheim Ducks are down by three goals. <laughs> Holy shit. In a playoff Is game. this happening? They pull the goalie. Ed- Edmonton pulls the goalie. No, the Ducks pull the goalie. Oh, the Ducks. Yeah, the, yeah, du- the Ducks are down yeah, by three. Th- three Ed- goals down, they pull the goalie. Pull the goalie and three like and bang, 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 bang. <laughs> three goals scored in like three minutes and 15 seconds. Yeah. One of them under slightly dubious conditions, admittedly. But I mean... Referees watch the game too. They get excited. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but also like you're like it's like complaining about refereeing in NHL is like I don't even like complaining about traffic in Montreal. It's kind of pointless. It's like mm-hmm. part of what it is. So yeah, so like and then put it to overtime and then win. So like Edmonton blows a, a three goal lead in three minutes to like lose a game in the playoffs. Amazing. But then amazingly, the next game back. Edmonton is just sort of like no more three goal leads. They're winning six nothing by the beginning of the second period. <laughs> They're like, we have a safe, comfortable six goal lead, we which they cannot, did manage to. We maintain. cannot fuck this up. Yeah, we yeah. can't mess this up. <laughs> like, we can't mess this up. <laughs> so yeah, just yeah. But all that to say, playoff hockey is happening, and and and, th- and that was PK Subban is in the Western Conference Finals. PK Subban is in the Western Conference Final, but all that happened after the Pittsburgh Penguins did it with a two goal. They pulled the goalie with like three minutes left to and surmounted a two goal lead. So it's like I was like, if ever you're like, when does pulling the goalie work? It's like this is like twice in the playoffs yeah. that like caught up and played the game to a tie in a two goal lead, and then like a week later, a three goal lead erased in under four minutes. Like, Amazing! It can happen if you have Ryan Getzlav and or Sidney Crosby <laughs> and or playing against the Washington Capitals, who will choke on anything. Yeah. Woo. So we got to get movies. We got to hit movies. There's, I I need to. 
kick it off because uh, I saw a movie that came out on Friday. Oh yeah, what so movie? I'm like super fucking do it. Topical Guardians of the Galaxy Volume oh, Two. Oh shit! How was it? Amazing. Really? It, it's it's John Wick Two. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it, it's it's more of the same, but without like ruining what made the first one good. Like it doesn't it doesn't ruin itself. Which was always like I was like pretty concerned going into this because I was mm-hmm. like Guardians of the Galaxy I think like hit a lot of points that the a lot of the main not just Marvel but just superhero movies in general just like kind of miss. Yep. Which is like flawed characters who like need to like overcome their problems in more than a like I was weak and now I'm strong. Like yeah, kind of like genuine characters. Yeah, like genuine character development who like who also like remain flawed even in their like moment of triumph. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they they can they they push themselves like beyond themselves. That's sort of what the Guardians of the Galaxy was like about. Hmm. And so I was like number 2, I was like, "Okay, like how are you going to do this?" And a lot of it was cool. I liked the specter of Suicide Squad hanging over them. Yeah, exactly. Suicide Squad was a big mess. Like one of the things that I thought that was super smart is like you know the big uh you know the big action sequence that happens at the beginning of MCU movies that doesn't really have to do with the movie. Yep. 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 So they do two things, I think, like, masterfully in this movie. Like, that scene happens, but instead of actually, like, showing it, it's just, like, a tiny, low, like, tracking cam mm-hmm. on Baby Groot dancing. Like, and it's just, like, and it all happens kind of <laughs> out of focus in the background. Like, huge monster, and, like, and, like people, like, slamming into the ground, like, like getting torn away. And he's, Baby like, Groot dancing. And he's just, like, dancing. And I was, like, two things which are good is I was, like, we got past that scene that's in every MCU yeah. movie. And we also got past, like, the inevitable fan service of Baby Groot dancing. Like, yeah. I'm, like, I loved it. I was, like, he's so cute. But I'm, like, I didn't necessarily want that to bog down the movie, like, somewhere else. Right. Like, despite the fact that Baby They're, they're just adorable. doing it, like, a self-aware. We're taking care of two bits of business at the same yeah, time. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. They're like, here's some things that, like, you you saw Baby Groot in the plant and he was dancing. And you, Here it there's is. going to be more of that. Yeah. And also, there has to be a big, giant action sequence. Do you think there's a cut of the movie somewhere where it, it's just Baby Groot dancing and everything is blurry? <laughs> or it's switched, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or it's, like, the actual action sequence of the best. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I would say is a little bit of a bummer is that, like, everybody's a jackass now. Mm-hmm. Like every every single person in the movie is like a hilarious jackass, which is like fun to watch. But you're like, are all of them? Like, does are... it get tedious? No, it's still it's still all funny. Right. But I guess it's just like in space, everyone's a dick to everybody else. <laughs> like that's like just I guess the method. Yeah, it, I guess like spoiler. Yeah, it's not even spoilers. It's in the scene. Kurt Russell is Ego, who is uh, Star Lord's dad. Cool. Like they they establish that, and he's a bit of a jerk. Like, is yep. he a jerk in the comics? Ego, the living planet? Yeah. His name is Ego. <laughs> I know he's. I know he was a bad guy, but I don't know if he was, like, a misleading jerk or not. Like, I know Ego, the living planet. I feel like I need to explain the word Ego to you, Keith. <laughs> yeah, I get I it, but... Like, have you ever read Ego, like, what it means, the word? Yeah, I'm aware of what Ego... <laughs> I'm not sure you are. <laughs> I mean, many of our loyal listeners might be asking this question, too. Okay, I know he's a bad guy, but is he like... No, I'm not talking about the character. I mean the actual you mean word in ego. Freudian theory? Yes. Okay. Oh. No. Wait. I'm like, curious to hear this. What? What does it mean, Keith? What's ego? Yeah. In Freudian theory? Yeah. Just, just a id, synopsis. Ego and libido. Nope. Yeah? Nope. Those are the things in Freud. Ego, id, and superego. Super. That's the one. Yep. What's, libido is a separate force. I'm nodding knowingly. So ego, on. Yeah. ego is what your selfish desires, no? Yeah, essentially. Yeah, yeah. it's it's basically uh, nine to five dot slash Keith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not sure. Yeah, 
<laughs> I just I, I I had never really known him as a character. I just knew that like Ego the Living Planet was a bad. He's dude. a completely self-centered, um, douche, douchebag of a planet right. that had, speaks and yells at the Silver Surfer a lot. Cool. But anyway, so yeah, he becomes Star Lord's dad, and because uh, he like <laughs> Star Lord's mom has a lot to answer for. Well, it's like the, the concept is that he makes basically a human avatar, and then. Uh, his idea is to expand and spread his planet to everywhere. He was like, I need two. Like, Sounds like my plan. Me. He like he needs like he's like I basically don't have enough power, but I need to make a second celestial. So he just makes a like a, a dude avatar to impregnate like every species hmm. to wait for a child that actually like maintains some celestial properties to like use as a battery. <laughs> like I was like, yeah, it was like comics logic. I guess I was like that makes sense. You're like you're trying to make like a basically you're like you're trying to make like a demigod, and you're like not everybody's gonna be able to like give birth to a demigod, so you're just gonna is this, like. Is this a Chris Pratt fat joke? Like when he puts his weight back on, he is he coming back into the planet. Like, is that <laughs> he does his dad's put, size. He does put the weight back on. Uh, Yandu has like a brilliant, mm-hmm. um, brilliant story arc. Hmm. Uh, we get to be a lot more sympathetic to Rocket without like like it's. So much of the writing is still like it's still just really good. Like like Rocket. The thing that excites me most most about Guardians of the Galaxy two is the first movie had a criminally low amount of Michael Rooker. This is a lot of Michael. That's Rooker. what that's what I saw in the trailer. Yeah. I was like, I, I want yeah, Yandu basically is like an important character. Like one of the things that I like, I just like the thing I think that sticks with me the most. Like, that was it, his dick in Mallrats, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, one of the things that, one of the things that I love the most <laughs> about the Guardians of the Galaxy two is that like Rocket Raccoon is like an asshole and he doesn't stop being an asshole. He just kind of like figures out a way to just be like a little more useful to his friends. Right. You know? And I'm like, and that's so like good. Like he doesn't really triumph. He doesn't see the error in his ways. He's just like, I can be a little more helpful to the people that actually care about me. Right. Like, which I find CC slash Keith. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, bud. Yeah. It just a lot. And like, <laughs> Drax is hilarious. Like, just like, it's just the fact that they're a whole. I, I talked about this, I think, with the original Guardians. It was, I was like, where the comedy, like, stops in the third act of MCUs. Always. Like, like most, com- most comedy films have a shitty third act where the yeah. plot takes over from the comedy. Like, and that, like, certainly happens yeah. in Guardians of the Galaxy, too. But, like, but it doesn't, like, the comedy doesn't just, like, suddenly disappear. Like, it's like, like, that scene that you saw in the trailer is, like, the, like, this button, like, this switch, this switch. Then this button. Right. Don't touch this button. I am Groot. Like, that's, like, in the climax of the movie. Right. And, like, while, like, other people are, like, fighting and dying around them. And, like, they're, like, let's spill this out. And then he's, like, do you have any tape? And he's, like, let me ask. And, like, Star-Lord, like, there's, like, so much action happens off screen while Rocket is trying to explain this bomb to Groot. <laughs> like, without, like, it was just, I'm just sort of, like, I'm, like, this is, like, kind of refreshing in a way. Like, you yeah. know that there's, like, epic space battles happening out there. But you're, like, what we need to fucking focus on right now. We can get Baby Groot to figure out this bomb because he's the only one that can go down the tunnel right. and do it, and it, like, and it works so well because like then he gets to the the core of Ego and like flicks the switch and it's like flick flick, and then you just see hand way like wavering over the like button to like detonate, do not push, detonate immediately right. or to like detonate with a timer. That's what the two buttons do, and he's yeah. just like wavering, and you're like there in the audience being like, Whoa. and I was like, this is such a dumb like a dumb piece of tension. But they wasted so much well, time on it. It's it's what like Guardians of the Galaxy is like the anti superhero movie, right? Yeah, in a sense. So this that's the, this is a continuation of that. And the other thing I will give it top marks for is still uh, like other than um, Gamora and Nebula being Thanos' kids, which is obviously going to become a big deal in Infinity Saga. 
no no ties whatsoever to the rest of the MCU. Mm. Like that is it. Hmm. Like that like that relationship to Thanos and Thanos kind of having his name. There's no up. other stuff with the Infinity Gems. They always seem to like dangle outside, one of them outside of the Easter eggs, man. I heard the Easter eggs were like yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah. Actual Easter. There's eggs everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot there's a lot to do with the Infinity Gems and yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like that are kind of like snuck around. The the la- like some of the stingers refer to Adam Warlock and stuff. Yeah, like cool. like it's like they're they're there's Marvel Easter eggs, but there isn't MCU Easter eggs. There's no Hulk. There's no Cap. There's no Spidey. There's no Iron Man. Like there's they don't no Nick Fury. There's like none of that. There's like there's stuff that if you're a comic fan, yeah, you're like oh that's this and that's that and right. whatever. And maybe a lot of this is going to come into play in the Infinity Gem saga, but it's not like it's not like that. It still feels as very much kind of like a standalone. Like I don't need to watch all 17 Marvel movies to like make sense of this thing. Right. 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 A plus. Scott, you watched Zootopia, and watched Zootopia you watched and Mask of Zorro. Yeah, I was at the Z section of my, my hard drive. <laughs> yeah. uh, Mask of Zorro, Anthony Hopkins, Antonio, Antonio Banderas, Banderas, and Catherine Zeta-Jones. That was a wonderful movie. Was that, it? Was, that was a movie that promised Zorro action and, and gave delivered you, yep. Zorro action. They point the end goes in the other man. Just so much of what you love about Antonio Banderas is turned up to 11 in that movie. Mm-hmm. I remember just enjoying it, like just based. I was like, he's Desperado with a sword. As Zorro. Did you, also, did you watch the black and white Zoros as a kid? No. Like I did. Like because I had a weird childhood. <laughs> so, like I watched those movies on VHS and like Zoro the movie. I was like, yay, Zoro! Like I have no idea why my parents like were like. Here, and watch. did you not love the film? I I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I don't remember it being like blowing my mind. I had never seen it before. Huh. Well, it's not going to blow your mind. It's just a dumb Zorro movie. But it, like, did everything a dumb Zorro movie should do perfectly. Am I wrong? No, no. It was, like, delivers on every promise it made. Totally. There's, like, barrels that explode, right? And is it Catherine Zeta-Jones, isn't it? Yep. Yep. She's beautiful. And... She sword fights a little bit. And Antonio Banderas puts a mask on and jumps on a horse, and the horse runs around, and he stabs guys with swords. Yep. Yeah. Just just exactly what it promised to be, and it's nice to see a movie that does... Delivers. Delivers on the exact level you want it to deliver. Yep. It wasn't like yeah. too heady and it wasn't too stupid and it was just just nice. Right. Okay, and so Zootopia is the other <clears> one. <throat> Do you really want is there more to say about Zorro? I can't imagine. Not not really. I mean if it, it made me want the better Antonio Banderas movies. Yeah. It's like a follow up. Yeah. Like Thirteenth Warrior. What is he up to these days? Thirteenth Warrior was was I love not that a movie. great Don't movie. Even, oh my god. It was like such a mess. Oh, it's so good. I love that movie so much. I love it. Do you know? I love it. I love one it. of the one of the actors for the the Nordic guys yep. is this like super famous actor, and he quit acting because of how bad he thought that movie was. He was like, "I'm so I've ashamed, I've shamed my art." Oh, I, yeah. If you've ever played D and D, I don't understand. Dude, how you I don't like that movie. I, like, there's a lot to like about it. Don't get me wrong, but I I just I don't think that it's like a. I quote that movie to people who have no idea what I'm talking about, and it still makes me happy. Like, lo, I see my father before me. Yeah. <laughs> I listened. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Shit. That's such a good line. Uh, yeah. So Zootopia. Zootopia. I saw Zootopia. Zootopia is good. Really, it's fun. It's 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 got it's got body to it. There's like there's like a mystery there that's actually a mystery. Yeah. There's, there's a actual detective work plays out. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, Jason Bateman. Yeah. Fun. I like Jason Bateman. It's, it's, it's good did you watch Zootopia? No, I did not. <laughs> no. I, I I read that the film was specifically marketed to furries. And that's okay. Really? Yeah. Huh. I mean, I, can I don't see... think it was specifically marketed. I mean, like, then hasn't like the entirety of the Disneyverse been specifically marketed? Like, was like 
was uh, I have a I have a Robin Hood fox tattoo. Yeah, I was like, is, 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 Ro- is Robin Hood specifically marketed to furries? Like, okay. Anyway, so say something about the actual movie other than any of this. So it's a fox. Okay. Who is a con artist? Yep. Works with a little dog, and they con people. Well, and then there's the first. Fennec fox. Typically, policemen are always like predators. Okay. Like, like in the world of Zootopia, all animals live together. There's various quadrants that anthropomorphic. The various, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, at the very least, they're imposing. So they're like elephants and jaguars and yeah, mm-hmm. lions, big and things, water so buffaloes. This little bunny wants to be a cop, and they're like, "No, bunny can make it on the force." And then she like. Aces her basic training, and then basically gets hired to the police force as a like publicity stunt, like to be like, look at our like diversity, diversity hire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, and then she gets put on parking duty, yeah. right? Because they don't actually want her you know, to, to do that much. And then uh, various well-renowned uh, animals start to go feral, and like the whole point of how Zootopia works is that all animals live together. They don't actually they've like suppressed their base urges for animals. They've like, evolved. They've turned into a, a functioning metropolis society. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's like like a jaguar and a mouse. Like they don't eat each other. Just I mean, well, one would eat the other, not like the other way around. I get it. <laughs> yeah, like the like Zootopia is a utopia for right. the zoo. So, but like if these animals are going feral, and then they solve the crime. And yeah, I guess they go around. They hunt down the clues. Working together, the the con man and the cop that no one wants to be a cop. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a mystery, and you think it's solved, and then there's another little twist, and then they actually solve it, and it's cool and clever, and talks about weirdly heady racist racism issues in a Disney context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of does like, 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 just like, don't judge me for what I look like and stuff. It's like, it's like a big, it's a thing that's handled like without being overly preachy. It doesn't like, it doesn't hit it's it. A, it's a theme in the movie without preaching to the audience. Yeah, exactly. It's, cool. it's not like, this is wrong. <laughs> you know, it's just sort of like, like this is a thing that happens. Like mm-hmm. a bunny can't be a cop. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, and you're like, you're like, I'm with you. A bunny can't be a cop. And then I'm like, oh, maybe she can. <laughs> But yeah, it's cool. It's a it's a nice, clever movie that kind of has a a universal appeal. Did you a lot did of you the, like enjoy it solely because you had the kid there, or is this like? I think it's even a little bit over Archer's head. Yeah, uh, but I did not mind sitting there for an hour and a half watching this. Right. Yeah. right. And there's some stuff that I've watched with him that I'm like, really? Okay, I can watch that again. I guess if you want. <laughs> it does. Like <laughs> I, I was I was. I, I heard that it dealt with kind of like more like mature themes, whatever. And I was like, oh, I'll give it a go. I will say that it does like pale in comparison to any of the Pixar stuff. Like it's like I was just gonna well, say, like it I, is. I, it I, is a Disney Pixar movie. It's just more Disney than Pixar. I don't think it's Pixar at all. I think it's. This, I think it's like more like Moana and. What was Tangled. the one that was with all the emotions? They were all like conscious in the girls' Inside Out. Inside Out. How does it compare to Inside Out? Oh, like it's much, much worse. Okay. <laughs> like, it is like Inside Inside Out is like you're like this is a. That's like almost. Oh yeah, no, no, film, much, yeah. much worse as an adult. Yeah. For a kids' movie, probably for, for an actual all ages like family movie, right? It's, it's far superior because Inside Out. If you're a kid it, and you're like under the age of ten, with yeah. any understanding of feelings, you can't watch Inside Out. Archer has no interest in Inside Out because he's got no sense of nostalgia or. Yep, Pixar has nothing to do with this. No, it's, it's straight it's Disney straight, Studios. Straight Disney Studios. Same, like I said, like Tangled and uh, Moana and those CG stuff. Yeah. Frozen. Like, that's... I would say it's, like, if we're looking at stuff like that, it's probably a little bit below Big Hero 6 in terms of my specific tastes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... But it has has more universal appeal than Big Hero 6. But the list isn't about universal appeal. Scott, how do you rank this movie? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. I got one. (laughs) So, the... Anyways, I liked it. It, It's it's not... There's a lot of kids' movies out there that are almost 
impossible to watch. And this was actually interesting. Yeah, but I think Disney knows how to make movies that are like... I think Disney, like above... Sometimes. Like, I can't watch The Little Mermaid. That movie drives me fucking nuts. Uh, Beauty and the Beast. I I saw a thing on Reddit and it ruined the whole movie for me. Because Belle, who's the character you're supposed to like Mm -hmm. in that movie... Spends the first five minutes talking about how everyone in her town is a fucking boring shithole. Hmm. Hey, yeah, look, it's the same old baker. He bakes bread again. Fuck you. I want to get out of here. Okay, like, well, I mean, fuck that's you. a common complaint. Hey, listen up. <laughs> listen up, mister. I didn't grow up in the suburbs. Yeah. yeah but, <laughs> but No, no, no. I'm, I'm fine with that feeling that she has, but her saying that right to the baker's face. I said that to the baker's face mean. all the time. Am I a bad person? Yeah. She's yeah, you are. It's like... Hey, Belle, I made some bread. Fuck you, you boring son of a bitch. So, Get on, me on. out of this. I don't think that's Scott, the line. I don't Scott. think that's the dialogue. <laughs> You're complaining that the princesses are bitches? Like, no, isn't that... no, like she does it right to people's face. She spends the whole opening sequence walking through town telling everyone they're boring as fuck and she, does, <laughs> she is better than them and she needs to get out of this fucking one-horse town. Well, she's not wrong. She's not fucking better than them. Her those fucking are... goal is to marry a prince. She's like a gold digger bitch. Yeah. It's fucking but also, I mean, but both those are, Little those Mermaid... are classic fairy tales. It's always the goal. Think no. like the classic the classic like motivation for heroes <clears throat> 2,000 years ago and in a lot of legends is just to like get myself rich and fucking get a lot of prestige. Like to be a man who yeah. can rescue the princess and like gain the like... I guess like and I guess she has king. to marry uh, me now because yeah. whatever there, there must be more than this provincial life I just want the rock to yell at her like know your role <laughs> but, yeah, but I'm saying but both, both Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast are also like well over 25 years old yeah so, so I'm just saying but I think that recently though they've, they've understood that they're like we need to make movies that are yeah I can watch Brave like, like nothing else I love yeah. fucking Brave yeah. Merida and Brave like, Disney is just like, like knows how to make a movie that yeah, a, they grew that, up and that a, that yeah. a parent can watch because they understand that they're like like I watch those uh, like what do you call it like there's all those weird, crappy CG movies that come out for kids. I'm sure you're Scott's aware of them. lots of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like the, the chicken little ones and like whatever else. And you're like... Uh, the DreamWorks stuff. Yeah, a lot yeah. of the DreamWorks stuff. Like, and they just look like garbage and they don't even look like engaging and they're just like animals screaming at each other and like... I, I usually only talk about kids' movies that I want to talk about. Yeah, on, on this. I know you, are, I've, I've you, seen, you, you go through some dark <laughs> spaces. <laughs> we just load up the bottom half of like some garbage <laughs> movies. Like, <laughs> Yeah, if you guys want, next episode, I can talk about 20 children's movies. When we eventually have a Patreon, if you're still listening to this podcast, there's going to be a list special. Crappy yeah. kids movies. <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh, John, what Office Space. Oh. Debbie didn't see Office Space. Wow. And I rewatched fucking Office Space. Mm. And? Mike Judge. I mean, like, I guess I, guess I want to know Debbie's reaction before I go to John revisiting it. How, as a, like non-movie watcher or non-like us movie watcher she laughed at the right spots okay so I'm, i was okay with that right. i mean but like even even upon the rewatch it's clear that the humor is a little dated yeah and the the mike judge style which is a little understated was understated even at time yeah is like in this modern era still feels even more understated so yeah. it's like it feels a little dull but at the same time like you know, like, th- think about the whole, like, Morton character. You know, yeah. like, I believe you have Miss Stapler. That's the gag. <laughs> you know, yeah. and then he says yeah. it a bunch of times, and that's the thing. So yep. it's still funny, but, you know, maybe not as much. Is the scene when they beat up the printer still the best? Fucking so good. <laughs> so good. I've told you about my, my my printer beating up scene. No. So Matt, Matt. I feel like we did that with a um a pallet outside the back of yeah, Sierra one Yeah, we smashed the crap time. out of it, possibly even playing the, the die motherfuckers. I song. think we might have. <laughs> but, yeah, so uh, Matt. 
growing up had a one of those like hacked Express View things where you had all the uh, all the pay per view channels were also unlocked. Yeah. And so that meant that all the movies that were like on on continuous repeat were always unlocked. And we for like about two or three weeks knew that at like I think precisely like ten to three. <laughs> If we turned on to like channel like fourteen twenty two or whatever else like that, it would be the printer smashing scene. Right. So I've seen that printer smashing scene like seriously like thirty times. Like every day after school, we'd be like, hey, "It's like two fifty and like turn on the TV and be like, "Die motherfucker, die motherfucker, <laughs> die!" I'm like, "Yeah!" And then we go back off to doing whatever we were doing. But it was just like run over to Matt's to watch that scene and then just like w- go on with our day. It's a great scene. It's so good. Yeah. That was awesome and the she she died at the like the first Lumberg scene where he's like I'm gonna you know like the whole the TPS hey, reports thing and what's happening. Man, that is as relevant today as it was then. <laughs> like that yeah. d- like man- managers needing you to put stupid forms. Yeah. Fuck. And, and which shocks me that you haven't watched Silicon Valley because it's yeah. like it's the that it's off its base humor, a little sharper, a little more like modern and also like imbued with like even more geekiness like it's so good here's the thing that always gets me about office space fucking mike judge does beavis and butthead yep does office space does king of the hill Mm -hmm. like radically different concepts yeah and then does silicon valley (laughs) right like just (laughs) yeah wow yeah but there's and like even the even even the snl cartoons that built office space yeah not office space. No, not like. at all. I mean, I think I I will say that if you like, if you really start to read into it, there is more like office space in Hill than there is in Be- Beavis and Butthead. Like, it's like it's taking that same eye, but like putting it on hillbillies instead of like boring work. Mm-hmm. You know, like, but it's like that. It's a it's kind of similar. Like in the understated, like the characters like not necessarily knowing that there's any other life like outside of being a propane like, selling hillbilly. I don't know if you guys remember Beavis and Butthead to America. Like that movie is. A ridiculous masterpiece of comedy. Yeah, it's it, bananas. It, it's still really good. Too. Yeah. <laughs> and and if you were going to tell me that the same guy did both of those, I'd be like, what? If, It'd be like you guys telling me the same guy did fucking science and uh, the Sixth Sense. You're like, <laughs> no, I don't believe it. I mean, we did like a, like a, like a two hour podcast or whatever. We like, listened to one where yeah, that yeah. was like um, how did it get made or something that had Mike Judge on. It wasn't it. even. I think it was just Nerdist. Like the, he did. He like did a, a big thing on really Nerdist. Long, like a two parter, I think, or whatever. It was really good. And he only got into like comedy writing in his thirties and whatever. Yeah, he was an engineer. Or something he was like, before, a, yeah, right? he was like a software engineer, and then he was yeah. also a musician. <laughs> like he did like a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. We should. I don't know. I was gonna say we should, we should do a, another list special, M- ranking five Mike Judge movies, but I don't even know. I don't know if he has five. Uh, I, know, I have no idea. Yeah. Anyway, so are so we gonna rank these things? I guess so. So Debbie, you said enjoyed. Yeah. And uh, and you. I mean, up, I, okay. I definitely didn't like. I I I still think that it's like a movie you kind of have to see. And if you're a buddy of mine and we were gonna sit down and watch a comedy movie, that would be definitely on the list. It's, it's like just, not a not I'm, an un. Unknown one. Also, yeah. oh my god, the the scene, the guy who sells the magazines, is so funny to me. And I, I don't, the I don't guy think who sells the magazines. Yeah, he's like, I'm here, to, uh, I smoke crack, and I'm uh, selling magazine subscriptions. But it turns out, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. like, like his crackhead persona is the fake persona to like yeah. try to sell magazine subscriptions because his tech job like didn't work out or whatever. <laughs> uh, good times. Yeah. Uh, so, so Guardians guess, of the Galaxy Two. Guardians of the Galaxy. Two. I feel uh, like it's going to be like the same as John Wick, where it's like like five spaces below John Wick one. You know. Well, do we have original? We don't have original Guardians in there yet. Really? No. Oh, we crazy. The list after. No, we started yeah. the list post Guardians. My uh, instantaneous reference point 
It's Suicide Squad. Very similar. Way above. It's it's above. It's around Deadpool. Wow. So that's where I'm looking. And now is it above or below Deadpool? Guardians of the Galaxy One is certainly above Deadpool. Deadpool is way up high. And and I don't think it's wrong that it's there. Okay. We've we've had this like <laughs> I don't know. man. Does it really hold up? And then you watch it again. You're like, yeah, it really kind of does. Yeah, and it's then like it goes away again. You're just like, it's way higher than it it's should funny. be. I kind of didn't didn't feel that. When was that time you watched, watched it? Like a couple months ago. And? Anywho, uh, is Guardians two better than Deadpool? Just above Deadpool for reference, John Wick two. Yeah, and yeah. Then, I mean it's definitely below John Wick two. Okay. <laughs> like it's either it's either right below Deadpool or in between John Wick and Deadpool. That's I think where it goes. And like I said, I put Guardians one. I'd say a little higher, but um, it's so inter- it's really entertaining. I was like very fulfilled, like which is like a rare thing, like to leave a movie and be like, yeah, like when you're like, right. yeah, like you know when you're like in a good mood post movie. What do you feel better about, Chris Pratt's abs or uh, Ryan Reynolds' abs? Mike is way far away from your mouth, but uh, I don't think Chris Pratt takes his shirt off. Oh, right? No, well, he does. Well. He does. <laughs> there <you go. laughs> he does. There's that smile. <laughs> <laughs> he does. There's also like, I will give it in just underneath John Wick two, and the reason and the reason for it is because Deadpool suffers from the fact that like Deadpool becomes like basically a true blue hero in the third act, which I really is my like sticking mm. point against mm-hmm. Deadpool. Like yeah. he kind of like he kind of stops being Deadpool in the like in the finale, and like the Guardians don't stop being the Guardians. Like they're still like most here. Spoilers for Guardians of the Galaxy if you're still listening to this podcast at this point. Like one of the major major the 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 sentinels, like the spe- species sentinels, is that it? The gold people? Scott Celestials. Not the Celestials. The planet of like basically like they engineer every member of their planet. Not the Celestials. The Kree. No. The Kree the are evolutionary. No. I think they call them the Sentinels in the comic, but they I, they did seem vaguely recogniz- recognizable. Sentinels are X-Men things. Yeah, I know the Sentinels are the X-Men things. I feel like we're on a long anyway, tangent. long story boys. short. But, like, the one of the main driving factors of the movie is, like, so they have these, like, extra, um, like, extra, like, basically, like, limitless power, power batteries that are advanced society. Mm-hmm. And Rocket steals them in the beginning of the film for no reason. Mm-hmm. And, like, says it. I did this for no reason. And they're like, why? And he's like... Because they were there. Yeah. And that becomes, like, a major problem for them to deal with for the rest of the movie. And you're like... And, like, they, they can't just give them back because, like, they pissed off an entire society or whatever. And I was right. like, I love the fact that you're like, one of the characters just being a jerk is now, like, a major problem for them to overcome. And the only reason they're in this situation is their own stupidity. Like, that's smart to Great. Me. Great. Good A-plus. storytelling. Above Deadpool, underneath John Wick 2. Mask of Zorro. So where I'm looking at yeah. here... Uh, it's above Suicide Squad. Okay. Okay. Then we got Seville. Yeah. And then we got The Descent. Huh. The Descent and Mask of Zorro. It's been a long time since I've seen Mask of Zorro. Right. Yeah. And I then, would... like, it's not better than Top Gun. <laughs> <laughs> the remake of Ghostbusters. It could be. I feel like that movie I, I put a little bit higher than it could. I don't know, man. Just be. underneath Top Gun, like they're in kind of the same space. Well, of, like, but that, fun. but that's where I kind of end up putting it below Descent. Yeah. Because, like, like some things that happen in the like this is I mean Scott's seen Masks or more than any of us. Like some things yeah. in the Descent more recently as rough. I've yeah. only seen it once though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Some things in the Descent are like masterfully done. I don't think does 
and I and I could say the same about like Top Gun. Like yeah. some things that like does Mask of Zorro ever like you're like whoa they nailed that. Like I don't really remember like standout like yeah. what that was perfect. And both those movies have that. That's he, a pretty good point. Like like uh, like the Descent is kind of one of the, one of the like top films of horror. You mm, know? Mm. Like absolutely. tension. I love the tension in the Descent. Yeah. yeah so yeah. under the Descent, I'm okay. fine with that. Right. Yeah. Zootopia. I'm scrolling down. There's no way the Zootopia beats Interstellar 555. <laughs> you notice I had to get the whole name of the movie when I put it on the, the list. Five eh? Tory of the five the story of the five tar, five fifthdom. But it is better than Moana. But it is better than Moana. And then we got Ghost in the Shell and Evil Dead between them. Oh, man. Zootopia. There are a lot of I furries who are going to be pissed off if we say that Ghost in the Shell remake is better than Zootopia. It might be. Uh, it, I would, it I'd very well might be. be. Yeah. Yeah. I'd put it underneath Evil Dead, definitely. Yeah. And yeah. Above Ghost in the Shell. I, I don't know if it goes I don't know above about Ghost that. in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell was still Ghost in the Shell. Like, it still looked really good. It's, yeah, it was still like a, <laughs> a feast for the senses. Ex- except for thinking. It, yeah, except for the, the yeah, sense but of How much thinking was there in Zootopia? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like a fun movie about a bunny and a fox investigating. They solve a crime. Solve crime. <laughs> I watched this movie like seriously a month ago, so you can't like, I saw this movie. No, no, I'm just saying don't don't sell an actual mystery short because every Batman movie short of Mask of the Phantasm fails at introducing a mystery to solve <laughs> for the world's <laughs> greatest, greatest detective. detective. Yeah, but listen... He just gets. You could just solve these things really fast. You can't like, kill me. I listen, don't have to save you listen, either. Listen, uh, when there's like a when there's like a bad guy fighting some henchman and Batman just like whoo like swings in through the things. There was a lot of detective work for him to know where they were. You just don't see it. Exactly. He, he just it's like just, shoots in through the glass and he's like detective and like shows up. <laughs> then he fights. Uh, Zootopia. I Ghost in the Shell. I think that's the fight. It is the and, fight. I would and maybe Keith, you're the best qualified. I know. Yeah, I'm the only person who's seen the two of them. I don't have a horse in this race. I, w- I would maybe put it a little above Ghost in the Shell again oh, at su- nice. and and for the succeeding at what it's trying to do, which <laughs> Ghost in the Shell didn't really do. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it was. If there was even like a smidge more like depth to Ghost in the Shell, Ghost in the Shell would have the advantage. But it was just like, just dry. So just under the Evil Dead. Yep. You know, that's it's a funny. good one-two that's, punch. That's a, yeah, that's actually the borderline right there. That's where you like start successfully doing a movie. <laughs> At the Evil Dead. At Evil Dead, yeah. It's the worst movie that was a success. Yeah. You did it, though. Yeah. Okay, uh, Office Space. Office Space. I'm having Ooh. a little bit of trouble starting somewhere. Like yeah, We don't have a lot of comedies. We to don't. Okay, so better than Ghostbusters 2016. Yeah. Now, is it right in between Ghostbusters and Top Gun? That's Mask of Zorro Mm. Is it better than Star Wars 7, The Force Awakens? Wow. I would definitely say Office Space is better than Top Gun. Is it better than Star Wars? Is it better than Star Wars, The Force Awakens? Slow ass, don't know. Sneakers. I kind of like Office Space above Sneakers. Yeah. yeah it's more... Expecting then, a then, Arrival? Then yeah. it's not better than Arrival, for sure. Yeah? For sure. For sure. Uh, you guys haven't seen Arrival yet? You're right. It's It's so good. Wow. I really, really like Arrival. And yet you put it under Ex Machina. I really, really like Ex Machina. Mm. Mm. <laughs> guys. My jimmies. All right. My well, jimmies are wrestling. <laughs> all righty, then. We're definitely going above sneakers. Okay. Sneakers. We have ranked four new movies. Hey, guys. Right. Well, that that is a, our th- 66th. We're almost up at 70. Like, it's not going to yeah. be too, too long before we're at 100. 
I don't know. It's pretty good. We're putting a couple on every episode. We right? should like do something when we get to 100. We should be like the 100. Just quickly add 100 more. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Starting with the Three Stooges movies. We're ranking all 20 Actually, Three Stooges films. What we, what James we, Bond. <laughs> Let's run through it. That'd be What's rough. Up? I was just, uh, I don't know, maybe we could we could like review the list. Maybe there's some spots that we think are problematic or maybe we could look at like particular moments of genius or like weird, I don't know, I feel like there's some like analysis of this list that would be entertaining. A, a list but maybe when we get to 100 and we, we, we have like... Start, yeah. we all watch Rocky Horror Picture Show, Let's Do the Time Warp Again and no. break it down. Fuck off. This very special list episode, Rocky Horror Picture Show, <laughs> a scene-by-scene analysis. <laughs> We're getting into this. This is happening. <laughs> Nine to five science theater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, this has been a hour and twenty six minute long episode of Nine ES, everybody. That was great. Just check Thanks. us out online. Thanks for sticking around, folks. <laughs> everybody, you know where if you've listened this far, you know our social media. Like don't don't lie to us. You're still here. Don't drink dusty boots, hard root beer. It's I mean unless awful. you don't mind diet root beer, I was, eh. It does would, not sit well. I would never buy it again. It's the Time warp, like literally. <laughs> the let's do the time warp of beverages. The let's do the time warp of beverages. Is that like a root beer and a shot of whiskey would be like the original? Like that would have been a good plan. I should have done that. The instead. original Rocky Horror Picture Show would be like a root beer and a shot of whiskey. You're like, that's hey, that doesn't sound so bad. Yeah. Trying to combine it into Dusty Boots Hard Root Beer is why would you ever do this? Just like, like, Nine to five for me. Look, if you're a fan of the show and uh, the site in general, uh, please take the time to like us on Facebook. We are number 9TO5DOTCC, 9to5.cc on Facebook. And uh, also follow us on Twitter. We're at sign number 9TO number 5CC on Twitter. So, uh, And also be sure to check back on the site for something on Mondays, probably. Uh, we have Zombies and Loathing After the Bomb, usually on Tuesdays. We have a new comic in 9to5 Illustrated every Wednesday, a new podcast every week, usually on Thursday. It's either going to be a 90s or a Go Plug Yourselves. And on Fridays, we have Fine Arts with either Sophie and Scott. And, uh, you know, maybe John will even uh, contribute one of his mega articles at some point, too. You can only hope. Alright, thanks. 9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening.